We're back! Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Jeff Borowitz, sales trainer for Sandler Training. You may have noticed that the world is rapidly changing, and many of the old rules no longer apply. It is imperative that we change how we sell our services to stay ahead of the change curve. Jeff is here to give you permission to break all the traditional sales rules so that you can close more deals. And he's going to tell us how to break them in just a minute. 60% of the time, it works every time. What are you people? On dope? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hey there, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I'm kind of here. We're virtual. That's right. That's right. You glad to be back, though? Glad to be back doing the show. It's good stuff. Yep, yep. Today I'm excited to because we're going to be talking about something that is at the top of mind for so many of our listeners. Top of the list. Yep. And what would that be, Mark? Sales. Sales or marketing. That's Those are right. the two top two things, right? So That's right. I think sales is is right up there. Yeah, man. This is a this is a different place we're in now. So the techniques that you, we used to use just aren't going to cut it anymore. You have to be, figure out how to build relationships uh, in an entirely different way. Well, you know, times are always changing. They're just changing more dramatically right now. So uh, I like how uh, we talked, Jeff talked about the change curve, and it's definitely steeper right now. And I'd like to uh, hear what rules we need to break so we can close our deals. That's right. Well, let's dive in then. Our guest today, as Mark said, is Jeff Jeff Borowitz with Sandler Training. Jeff has been on thousands of face-to-face sales calls and has dialed the phone over 100,000 times to schedule appointments, follow up, and close sales. Jeff is here today to share with us how to break all the rules and close more deals. Hey, welcome, Jeff. Hi, thanks, Victoria. Thanks, Mark, for having me on. Yeah, it's great having you all the way over on the other side of the country, eh? Yeah, yeah, we're on the left coast here. Yes, there you go. Um, So, you know, we're glad to have you. You must be in a massive learning curve right now. You know, I, I was telling somebody the other day, it's amazing how it's more of not so much a learning curve as it is moving out of a comfort zone and into a growth zone. And it's we're doing a lot of the same things we've always done, but we have to do them a lot differently than we've ever done them in the past. So, yes, there's change. And, yes, there we have to learn new ways of doing things. But it's amazing how the core principles of what we do doesn't really change. It's just the way we do them and breaking some of those traditional rules, which are what's really changing in, in the sales world right now. Well, give us an example of some of the, the, the some of the things that are the same and some of the rules that we should break. Sure. So thanks. That's a great question. So one of the one of the biggest rules, I think, that we have to get ourselves out of the mindset of our breaking is, oh, I can't do anything unless I meet the customer face to face. Yeah. And in some parts of the nation right now, that's just not possible. And in other parts of the nation where it is possible, people are still very slow to have have outsiders come into their home right now. Yep. And so one of the things that, you know, when we're working with remodelers right now, we're telling them, hey, there's no reason that we can't be closing design deals over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay to 
to move away from the mindset of, oh, I have to see them face to face. I have to I have to do things the way I've always done them. It's okay to still have that same design discussion and sales discussion and go ahead and do it all over Zoom and even give your give your customer a little bit of homework to do, asking them to do a FaceTime tour or a video tour of of the bathroom or kitchen that they want to remodel. Uh, and and you really will find out how much. How how committed they are to the process by whether or not they do that homework. OK, no, I've had a lot of our members say that they found it challenging to build that rapport over Zoom. They just like to have it face to face. But and I've had other members say, OK, we did face to face with a mask and that was that, even harder. What sort of feedback have you gotten on all that? Yeah, you know, I think that people are having a harder time with a mask than anything else. That's a great point. You think about it. We've lost half the face when they're covering their, their their mouth and nose. And we lose so much of our face-to-face -face interaction is done off of facial expressions. Mm -hmm. and when we can't see those facial expressions, it's hard to know if they're smiling or if it's a strained smile or uh, if they're frowning uh, based on with having the mask covering everything. And so sometimes Zoom can actually make it easier because everybody can see you're back to having body language yeah, and and you're back to having facial expressions. And not only that, Everything just sounds different with a mask on. The, so you lose some of the tonality that happens when you have a mask on. Right. And when we do things over Zoom, we have those things. And by the way, tonality and body language account, uh, um, account for 93% of communication. How we say it and our body language and facial expressions when we say it are more, much more important than the actual words we say. As the world battles through the COVID-19 pandemic, one theme is constant throughout North America. How do we recover? Well, on Tuesday, May 19th, Remodelers Advantage is hosting the two-hour online special, Recovery 2020. Let's get ready to restart. This webinar will be a dual presentation with Doug Howard addressing the business side and Tim Fowler handling the production challenges. Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash restart to register. Now back to the show. Now, okay, so that's one of the rules to break is to stop thinking that there was only one way and be creative and, and step into something that might not be comfortable. Are there others? Yeah, I, th I think there are. I mean, a lot of, a lot of remodelers have come in and designers have come in and said, oh, I only do, I only do these types of cabinets or I only do this these type uh, these types of flooring or whatever it is and you have to be more open-minded right now to that you can't just be stuck on the fact that oh I'm only gonna do cabinets with soft clothes or I'm only gonna do this or I'm gonna only do that we have to be willing to do what the customer wants right now more so than we have in the last 10 years because for the first time in a really really long time the market's going to be a little bit harder than it's been. It ha it's been a great market. And as somebody who has done remodeling uh, personally, I know how hard it's been to get somebody, in, you know, especially here in the San Francisco Bay Area where I live. And all of a sudden, it's getting a lot easier to do that, which means that contractors and uh, build and design remodelers are going to have to be willing to go out and prospect 
uh, and not just wait, not just advertise and wait for the inbound calls. They're going to have to go out and do some outbound work, uh, which is good for some of them is going to be a really big difference and change. So when you say go out, you don't mean literally go out, but you mean reach out. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That's great point reach out and you know they need to start reaching out and the best place for them to start reaching out is to their is to their past customers mm-hmm. you know i over the weekend uh, mother's day was just mother's day weekend and uh we did our we did our kitchen remodel five years ago and our designer uh from from the uh, construction company we went with the remodeler we went with uh she she reached out to my wife on uh, on uh, text over the weekend to wish her a happy Mother's Day. And they ended up engaging in about a 20-minute text exchange. Nice. Uh, and and it, she was she was, really did a good job because at the end, she, she worked in asking if my wife knew anybody that was looking to do any kind of bathroom or kitchen remodel. Does that person know what you do for a living? <laughs> yeah, and she it's funny. She's actually Sandler trained. Oh, so good. Ten points for her then, right? Yes. But but the point is that she's reaching out to former customers and reengaging with them on a personal level, you know, talking about starting talking about by building trust and rapport by, hey, happy Mother's Day. Hope everybody's well. She remembered our kids names and asked about them. Right. And uh, and all of that. And then by the end of the discussion worked in, hey, do you know anybody? And it, guess what? It, so happened my wife knew that some, one of her friends was looking to remodel a bathroom. You know, um, in, at one point you had mentioned, um, you know, in all my learnings about Sandler, something called a pattern interrupt. What is that and why is it important? Yeah, that's a great question. So a pattern interrupt is simply anything that you say or do that the customer doesn't expect you to do. And so when people deal with salespeople, they naturally put up a defense and that and that wall or defense uh, is to protect them from being sold because everybody wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold. And so a pattern interrupt simply is designed to build trust and break down that wall, uh, that defense wall that people put up. You know, think about it this way. We all do it when my back when we were allowed to go shopping for furniture um, my wife and I have been looking for several years at getting a sectional couch in the family room. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I determined how high off the ground it had to be. So the robot vacuum would go under it. Cause <laughs> none of us want to vacuum under it. And my wife determined she did not want to fold out. She wanted a, she wanted round legs and square arms, which is harder to find than you may think. And so we did all this stuff and we came with a budget and we went to the furniture store. And what do you think was the first thing that happened? Within 10 seconds of walking in the front door of the furniture store. Somebody came up and said, how can I help you? And we said. Just looking. Just looking. Right. Because nobody wants to be sold. And it's not that we didn't think that the person didn't know where the sectional couches were. It's, <laughs> it's that we didn't want to be sold. And we don't, you know, we don't want it. We, we wanted to do it ourselves. Right. We didn't want any of that pressure. And so the pattern interrupt is designed to remove that pressure and remove that instant defense defense mechanism of, oh, I don't want to be sold. And so a pattern interrupt on one of these phone calls, you know, could simply uh, on one of these phone calls, reach out to one of your former customers is is when you is when you get them on the phone. It's just to, you know, do exactly what Rita did over the weekend with my wife, which is, 
Hey, Molly. Um, it's Rita. I wanted to just check in with you. How's everything working in the kitchen? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and then and then going into, you know, making sure everybody's safe and uh, healthy at home. And that's how Rita did it. Right. And the the and the referral ask didn't come till the end of the uh, of the text right. exchange. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. You know, started out with, hey, how, you know, and when Rita's case, she didn't ask just how the kitchen's doing. She asked about a certain feature that she knew was really important to my wife when we did it. My wife wanted a pull-out spice drawer. Mm -hmm. And Rita designed it, and she and so Rita said, hey, how's the pull-out spice drawer? That's what she actually asked when nice. the first question she asked. And my wife thinks that thing's the best thing in the kitchen. <laughs> and, and so, uh, and then she instantly asked about, is everybody safe and healthy? Right. That was the next question she had. Then she asked about what was going on with she asked about specifically about my daughter's lacrosse games. And because she knows so my daughter very plays. specific with her, very huh? specific. And, you know, when you look at Rita's notes and I have she has for all her clients, she's written down and made notes about the kids names, the ages, the grades, all of that stuff. And so she comes off more like having a discussion with a friend than a salesperson. Yep. Good. No. Jeff, that's all. That's all in um, a phone call. That, that was in a text exchange. That was in a text exchange. So, what is there a, um, with this new normal? It, is it at what point do you switch from, um, say, just using the phone or trying to get them on a Zoom? Because that Zoom is a barrier in itself. I mean, I know it feels like everybody should be now a Zoom expert, but they aren't. And there's still people out there that are gonna say, "I don't even know what the heck that is." So, I mean, I guess kind of just some advice on, on that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, my, my point of view is Zoom is slowly evolving uh, to the point of the other. I was on the phone with my mom on Mother's Day. She's 74 years old, and she and her Canasta group are now playing Canasta over Zoom. <laughs> and, if it, and if a bunch of 70-plus-year-old 70 women can figure out how to do Zoom, we can probably figure, walk our customers through how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we just have to we have to become Zoom experts to be able to walk them through it, whether that's Zoom or Skype or, or Microsoft Teams or anything else that you're going to use. That's fine. But what I'll tell you is this. You have to be flexible and meet the customer in on the on the channel communication channel they want to be on. If they want to be if they want to communicate, uh, communicate over text, be willing to communicate over text. If they want to do it over phone, be willing to do it over phone. If they want to do FaceTime. Do it over FaceTime. They want to do Zoom. Do it over Zoom. Just be willing to be flexible and meet them on whatever platform they're most comfortable communicating on. Okay. Hey, you know, we talked about um, rules to break, and, and now I'm continuing on with rules not to break. So people in our roundtables community are taking your Sales Edge program, and other Sandler-trained people that I talk to come across talk about a payload. What exactly is a payload and why is that important? So it's um, that's a really important question and it's called a PALO. Um, and it's and it's an acronym that uh, we've developed and it stands it stands for uh, the P in it is for purpose of the meeting. Uh, the A in it is for the agenda, your agenda and their agenda. Finding out their agenda is really, really important. It's a step that most people miss. 
understanding most people buy for their reasons and not for yours. And so if we can get them to tell us what's important for them to talk about during the sales call, then all of a sudden the sales call becomes so much easier. And so we want to make sure that we can accomplish the things we want to do too, but really making sure that we accomplish their agenda items. And then the logistics is the L. The L is for logistics, the time, the place, the or the platform that we're going to meet on, uh, and who's going to be involved. Because this one, you know, I'm amazed constantly still by the number of number of contractors that will go out there and meet with the wife or meet with the husband, but not but not try to make sure both of them are there. Well, why um, is that important, Jeff? Well, because you know. My wife is perfectly – my wife is a very smart woman. She's perfectly capable of making her own decisions. However, she will purposely set up meetings with people so that I'm not there, so that she has an out. So oh. she can say, oh, I have to talk to my husband before I can make this decision. So it's not true. Devious. Right? It's, it's not even devious. It's, it's, it's a way for her to avoid the confrontation. I like it. <laughs> right? And And so – when I talk, when we talk with with contractors, remodelers, they tell us all the time that this is a big sticking point for them, that they have trouble getting both people there. And so when we set up the logistics part, and we can make sure both both decision makers are there, or find out if the son or daughter or mom or dad have to be involved, um, and, and we do that up front, then we know what we're walking into. And then finally, the O in Palo is for outcomes. What is going to be the outcome of the meeting? Uh, what decision are we making at the end of today? If we're having a, if we're having a design meeting, is the next, is the decision going to be that we're at the end of today, we're going to make a design contract decision or is, is it something else? But we should never have a meeting that doesn't have a decision attached to it. Now, would that be something like, let's say back in the old days when you could actually meet in person, would you have set that up? At the beginning, like when you're talking to him on the phone, even the purpose, yeah. you're talking about when I come out for the meeting, what do you want to accomplish? And then you reiterate that again when you are actually in the meeting. Yeah, yeah. that's a great question uh, because and and that's the that's the magic of the Palo is we're going to, you know, when we do our when we do lead intake training, this is what we're training, training the lead intake people to do is set up when they set up the appointment is to set up a Palo with the customer so that when the salesperson shows up uh, at the customer site or on Zoom or whatever platform we're using to meet with them, they're going to reiterate that Palo and talk about what the re confirm what the purpose of the meeting is, what the agendas are, theirs and ours, what the logistics are. Hey, we've, we had scheduled for an hour and a half today. Do we still have that time? Um, and then what what decision is going to be made or what the outcome is. And this is the outcome is becomes the area that's the most important thing to do, because at the end of the meeting, after we get the outcome, we're going to set a new palo for the next interaction. We're going to set it up at the end for the next interaction. And okay. the biggest the biggest area people fall down on the palo is they accept what I call wishy washy words at the end. Uh, and wishy washy words sound like something like this. Wow, this is great. Um, I, we really enjoy talking with you today and really appreciate all this information. 
we're going to talk we're going to talk to two or three other contractors and uh I don't see any reason why we won't move forward, but we'll call you in the next two weeks. And salespeople stunningly go, oh, okay, that sounds great. And they walk out and they go back to the owner and they say, I got one. I got one. Because they've taken that trip to what I call Hopa Hopa Island and and they're drinking hopium uh, (laughs) with with both hands out of the out of the hopium fountain. And. And hope is not a strat is hope is not a good sales strategy. Yeah. And and so when they accept wishy washy words, that's what they're doing is they're living off of hope. And what's really amazing to me is they they know they're doing it, but they don't know because if they called if they called their buddy and said, hey, can you I'm coming in uh, to town at the airport, can you pick me up at three o'clock on Friday? And they're and the person they called said Friday three o'clock, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that'll be okay. I don't see a reason why I couldn't, um, unless something comes up at work that day. Yeah, it should be okay as long as traffic's not too bad. If that was the case, how would you feel about getting picked up at the airport if that was the answer you got? Right. But we we would never accept it in our personal lives, but we totally accept it in our sales careers. It's just stunning to me. Jeff, it seems that with this new virtual kind of an uh, engagement with um, with meeting people, it, it's easier for your prospects to back out of the deal of a Palo or a Palo. Um, like, say you get on the call and then the significant other isn't on the call. Oh, I had to run out to the store or something. Let's just do it now. So what, what would you recommend in that situation? Yeah, you know, I hear that one a lot. Uh, and so you have to make a decision at that point, whether you want to try to reschedule or whether you want to move forward. Both could be legitimate decisions to do. If they just ran out to the store for 30 minutes, hey, does it make sense for us to call back, for us to just delay our start for 30 minutes? You can easily do that. Uh, or you may want to get, you may make the decision to get started, but you get the commitment at the beginning there you're setting a new palo at that point that when this if another gets back they're going to join in the discussion while we're still talking today uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it it's up to you most salespeople will continue on but there may be a valid point in just saying well when do you expect them to be home oh they'll be back in about 30 minutes let's uh let's just why don't we you want to reschedule and just start in 30 minutes that makes sense so jeff part of Part of the palo that we had with you is that after we talked for a little bit, you were going to have to go through the lightning round. So are you ready to do that? Yes, I, 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 was, I spent some time uh, preparing to steal my nerves for this. But, yeah, we'll give it a try. <laughs> and now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Betcher. Uh, It was written in the 1930s, but the principles of it still apply almost 100 years later. If you weren't a sales trainer, what do you think you'd be doing? Well, I'd love to be a sports announcer, but uh, those jobs tend to go to (laughs) ex-athletes. And not very, very lucrative right now either. Yeah. (laughs) What are you not very good at? Uh... Well, um, my wife will tell you that she has a long list, but uh, I think my my biggest bugaboo is is organization. Or lack thereof. 
Well, I'm a, I'm a specialist at lack thereof. <laughs> okay. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? My car. I am fanatical about the car. What's something you refuse to share? Uh, well, chocolate cake with uh, – well, yellow cake with chocolate frosting. I'm pretty bad at sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first four-letter word that comes to mind? Love. Ah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Jeff, this is great. Thank you. Now, tell tell our listening. Well, before we get to that, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and why they are so. Sure. Never answer an unasked question. Uh, and what that means is salespeople will tend to translate statements into questions. So you might be with a customer and they say, wow, this is more than we expected. The cost of this is more than we expected it to be. That is not a question. It is a statement. However, most salespeople will feel the need to justify, defend, and explain their their cost at that point uh, when the customer didn't ask a question. And even worse is some will go ahead and say, well, how much more is it than you thought it would be? And how much do I need to lower my price? Oh. And it's amazing to me the ma- the need to uh, answer unasked questions. So that's my biggest uh, my biggest bugaboo for salespeople is don't answer unasked questions. Good advice. Right. Good yeah. advice. Now you, Jeff Borovitz, are taking over our Sales Edge program from Chip Doyle, who's been working with us, another Sandler trainer, working with us for many years. Uh, t- can you just explain? Because a lot of our listening audience are not members of roundtables at the moment. And what is Sales Edge? Yeah, so Sales Edge is this really great program that Chip and Victoria put together. It you can join Sales Edge and you get you meet weekly uh, for an hour and with other contractors that are not in your market, non-competitive to you, and with the salespeople. And we do practical application discussion of sales skills based on what the people in the room or virtual room we use Zoom want to talk about each week uh chip and i come up with some with some ideas of what we want to talk about uh, but most of the discussion is driven by the members of the sales edge program and where they need help and there's some homework in between doing uh listening to some sandler recordings and watching some sandler videos not a ton but a little bit and then you get to come to class and we talk about how we apply this in the real world we talk about real world uh solutions and so chip uh, and Victoria developed this program, and it's been uh, very successful for people. Uh, Chip and I have been friends for over 17 years. We just figured out the other day, and it's my great honor and privilege to take take the program over as Chip's uh, reached a point in his life where he's going to be playing a lot more golf. <laughs> All right, great, thanks. Thank you very much for doing this, Jeff. Uh, we appreciate it. And again, this is one of the top subjects that we hear from our members right now all over the country so we appreciate you sharing some of your wisdom on this and let's all go out and break some rules shall we and close more deals <laughs> yes exactly thanks thanks Jeff. Thank you. you know this is the time to break rules isn't it i mean it's really it, it it's given us an opportunity to think about things totally differently i'm ready to break all kinds of rules including the stay-at-home stuff so <laughs> yeah i know it's <laughs> whatever whatever it takes to break rules i'm all for it
No, it was it was good. And you know, I I, I find it funny because I know you've referred to it as Palo plenty of times. Um, you know, it's kind of like tomato tomato. How he corrected yes. you, it's Palo. But as he corrected you, it occurred to me. I don't think you want to say, especially a sales trainer, to say pay low. Oh, you know? so, <laughs> yeah. That, that oh, must well, who be, else would have thought of that? Well, it's what I thought of as soon as he as soon as he corrected you. I thought, what's it matter? Tomato tomato. But yeah, I think that's probably it. Hello. That'll help me remember it, I'm sure. Hello. Well, you know, I, I hope that our listeners are uh, getting in the groove with all the virtual stuff and keeping those design uh, sales going uh, so they can be ready as the country opens up more and more and more to get that building and that remodeling going. You know, I didn't really think about it that way, but it, it does make sense that uh, – a virtual call, a Zoom or a Teams meeting or whatever, what have you, is going to be better than a face-to-face with a mask. Yeah. And and when he mentioned that, you know, 93% of uh, all communication is is from tone and expression and mm-hmm. body language, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's this isn't actually anything new. How many times have you been told you never communicate, especially important stuff via email, right? Because right. right. you're losing 93% of that. Through yeah. an email, there's no expression, tonality, anything that you can read or understand. Um, so, heck, it, it might be better to to do these than try to go into someone's home with a mask on. That was I interesting. Think it is. I totally yeah. agree. I'm I'm sort of liking it. I can see where this is gonna. This could very well change how people go about business, especially when you think about areas like San Francisco or some of the places where there's tons of traffic. Driving an hour and a half to somebody's house for that first initial meeting, do it on Zoom. Maybe that's a better way to go. I think this is here to stay, especially as everybody starts to get in the groove of it and getting their processes set up. I mean, how much time is spent driving all over the town, depending on your radius, you know, and and just getting to these meetings for that initial consult or that initial conversation. Yeah, good stuff. Mm -hmm. Breaking some rules. Yep, yep. Good to be back. Yes, it is. So um, thank you all for being here. We appreciate you listening. Well, well, it hasn't been week in and week out for a bit, but it's going to be starting up again. And uh, thanks to my uh, co-host, Mark Harari. Oh, thank you. It's good to see you again. See you, quote in air quotes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted. The Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.